The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So there's a beautiful sefer called B'dedi Hava Uvda, from Rav Shmuel Friedman, Zayn Gesund. And he brings a story there, which I think Rav Zilberstein has a story also, about a Yid in Bnei Brak by the name of Rav Nossin Einfeld. So Nossin is a very big Talmud Chacham, very close to Chaim Kriyevsky. And in the middle of Simcha's Torah, so he says he heard this story from this Rav Nassim. One year in the middle of Simcha's Torah, his, his feet started to hurt him terribly. His feet started to hurt him. Okay, maybe he pulled a muscle or something. To the point where he had to stop dancing, he had to sit down. That wasn't enough. It got to the point where he said, I'm not, I can't make it home. He asked that she bring a wheelchair to take him home. Okay, you, 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 you sprained the ankle, something. He said he was in such excruciating pain, he could not breathe. Yamtif, he was desperate to get a doctor, could not get a hold of a doctor to come to the house. They finally got a hold of one doctor that agreed he should go there. He went to that doctor, he says the pain to get to that doctor was beyond imagination. He sat down on the doctor's couch, and the doctor started fetching his foot and turning his foot. He was going not only to the moon, but to Mars, and straight out of the solar system. And to make matters worse, the doctor said, I have no clue what this is. So the doctor gave him an injection. The doctor says, I have no clue what it is. So the doctor, which was a big mile, the doctor admitted he has no clue what it is. Then uh, he gave him an injection, a painkiller, but he said it didn't help. And finally, the next... By the morning, he was in the emergency room, and they took a bunch of x-rays, and then some doctor came in and said, well, it could be, and it was something that uh, nobody wants to hear, and no one should hear. Right? Could be, you know, could be something very serious. And the pachad, and the pain. He says he didn't have time for the pachad because of the pain. And he couldn't deal with the pain because of the pachad. He didn't know which one was first. So, he's, he, so finally he got through to one of the big Askanim in Yisrael, and he gave him a professor. In Yisrael, they're called doctors, professors. That's for a different shir. We'll get that one day. And he comes in, and he says, you know, so the doc, they, they told me, he says, they told him that he has Yenemachla. He said, ah, oh, that doctor laughed it off. It's not Yenemachla. He says, he knows exactly what it is. It's some kind of a swelling in the spine, and that's what's causing the pain to your feet. He says, unfortunately, he doesn't have an easy answer. But this, this, it's like a series of certain shots. It was cortisone. I don't remember what it was. It's some kind of shots. He said it's going to be a year of treatment. He said a year of treatment. He can't take the pain. He can't take the pain from one split second to the next. You're telling me a year? The doctor said, I, I wish I could help you. I don't have a better AIDS. So he said to make it home, he cannot tell you the excruciating pain. It was like at least he got into bed to relieve the pain. Getting into bed wasn't relieving the pain. So he said he's home screaming. So one day goes by, another day goes by, they're scheduling these treatments and these shots, and the painkillers aren't helping. And he said his wife says, you know, people are coming in, the kids are coming in, I'm locking the door. And he had one of those double locks where you had to open the lock from the inside in order to get in. I don't want anyone to come in, I want you to be able to relax. I'm not sleeping anyway, I'm just excruciating pain. And he's laying in pain, he's tossing, and he hears a knock on the door. So he says, there's no way he can get off bed. He can't put his feet down. So he calls out and he asks, who's there? And the, the man answers, this is Rav Epstein. Rav Epstein was Rav Chaim Kanievsky's gabai, or driver. 
So he says, Reb Chaim came to be Mavakachoyle. He goes, Chaim came to be Mavakachoyle me. He's like, gets off the bed, crashes down to the floor. The pain is beyond imagination, beyond imagination. But he has a very serious problem. He doesn't have the key to open the door. He doesn't know where his wife put it. And he's like, you would think she would leave the key hanging next to the door, right? Especially if in an emergency you have to get out. But she figured he's in bed in excruciating pain. He's not going anywhere anyway. And he's hobbling and hobbling. And he says, Chaim Kadiyevsky came to visit me. And he can't find the key to open the door. And he said he's searching and he's in pain. And he's opening this drawer and he's opening it. You know, when you're really searching, you don't just open the drawer. You pull the whole drawer out and throw it across the wall. You know, it's like... Finally, he says, I, I, I can't open the door. I don't have the key. He says, okay. So, he goes downstairs. Chaim is in the car. He tells Chaim that there's no point in going upstairs because you can't get in. He doesn't have the key and the door is closed. So Chaim said, how do you know that? He said, I spoke to him. So, how did you speak to him? He said, I spoke to him through the closed door. So Chaim said, I'll also speak to him through the closed door. So he said, I don't think a pastor of Chaim should go up to speak to him through a closed door. So Chaim gets out of the car and he starts walking up the stairs. And why I understand he didn't live on the first floor. So the Shavefsi says he hears Reb Chaim saying two things. He says that when you go to be mevakachayla someone, you're removing the pain from that person. When you go to be mevakachayla someone, you are removing pain from that. This is his kavan. So what's the difference? This door, that side of the door. And second, we need him, we need him, we need him. And all of a sudden, Reb Chaim is standing outside the door. Can you imagine that you're standing on the other side of the door, and Reb Chaim comes to be mevakachayla you, and you have no way of opening the door because you have no clue where your wife put the key? So he's like, yeah. and Reb Chaim says, Reb Nassim. He's like, yeah. He says, Rafu Shalema. And he goes, Rebbe, I, I, I'm in such pain. He says, Rafu Shalema. And he says, the, 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 the pain is unbelievable. He says, Rafu Shalema. He says, Rebbe, I don't have the key, and you came to visit me. I, I realized that. And Chaim starts walking down the stairs. So he said, on, on, on all four, he crawls to the window, and he's looking outside. So watching Reb Chaim get into the car, and he's opening up the window, and Reb Chaim, he says, Rebbe, I'm in such pain! And Reb Chaim looks up, and he says, he closes his eyes, and there's like this intense stare with both hands, he says, or foolish Shalim. Reb Chaim gets in the car. He turns around, and all of a sudden he says, says, you know, hey, I think I feel better. He said, he can't believe it, the pain is gone. To the point where his, mom, his, his wife walks in. Who robbed the house? All the drawers are turned over on the floor. She goes, Reb Chaim was here and I didn't have the key. It's okay. I'm dancing. She goes, you're dancing? Yeah, I have to make up for some chustayra. So, right away, he says, he can't believe it. So he goes, they tell Reb Chaim, you know, he's already feeling better. So Reb Chaim, in his aniva, says, no, al has had So at the end of the day, he says, he went back to the doctor and he couldn't believe when he walked in. The doctor said, what? So he told him what happened. He said, well, should I tell you, I'm not a dati, but whoa. He says, you know, he could put me out of business, this rabbi. Big time. No cortisone shots, no insurance, no nothing. No surgery, no spine surgery. Wow. So he told him, listen, my son's wedding is coming up. He said, don't dance, don't you dare dance. Because look, it went away, but it can come back. So he went back to Rechaim Knevsky. He said, could I dance by my son's wedding? So he told him, no, no, I'm going to come to your son's wedding, we're going to dance together. He says, kachav. It never came back.
Now let me let me let me put in my two cents over here, and you can either accept it or not accept it. What would have happened if Reb Chaim would have come into the house and sat down next to him, and vinched him a refushalema? Of course, he would have had a refushalema. Okay, but when I said the story didn't go that way. So just maybe this story could have happened differently. Chaim came to visit me. Chaim, at the door! My stupid wife's got a key! So he picks up the cell phone. I never know what cell phone's that. He goes, Meshogana! Why do you hide the key? Do you realize I'm Chaim Kaliyas? He's standing over here. And he probably still would be in pain. Do you understand how the Rabbanu Shem prepared his Nisayan? Here Reb Chaim is standing, and because his wife throws away the key, Reb Chaim is standing on the other side of the door. I'm not, not blaming my wife. I'm not blaming. She means the best for me. It's nothing. This is Reb Chaim. You're on the other side of the door. Give me the bracha on the other side of the door. And sometimes only the bracha on the other side of the door works. It's only when, ach, almost, what are you doing to me, Hashem? Because Hashem says, not what I'm doing to you. I'm orchestrating it for you in such a way, which is the only way that the bracha is going to be chal. We just have to have seichel, not to yell at it but to indeed be that and pull the left. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.